Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Good morning, Shannon. How are you today? <laughs> Good morning, Sandy. I am freezing my tuchus off. Oh, I'm so sorry. We have no furnace. It died. It always seems to die on a Thursday or Friday, and then we have to wait the weekend. And now it's a holiday day, and we're running space heaters. Nobody works on a holiday. Yeah. Nobody works, except us. But other than that, I'm well. How are oh, you? Good. I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so sorry you're freezing your tuchus. That's not fun. Oh, I just needed to vent. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. So shall we talk about our topic for today? Let's. You're the one who suggested it, and I think it's a great idea. So some of our best topics, in my mind anyway, are the ones that result from things that we notice in our own life. And I started noticing that I have this terrible habit that is continuing to this day, by the way, that when somebody I know has a death in their circle... I immediately respond by reaching out to them on Facebook or sending them a text. And then I go buy a card like that day. And then that card sits on my dining room table indefinitely. (laughs) Wow. And I don't send it. And sometimes it's because I knew the person and I'm still processing. And other times it's because I simply don't know what to say. Wow. And that's what we're talking about today is what to say when you don't know what to say. Yes. And there are all kinds of situations where you just might be speechless. Real common one is what you just shared about if somebody's had a terrible loss or a trauma or something other than, gee, I'm sorry, which sounds really inadequate you kind of get stuck. And other times when I don't know what to say, if somebody says something mean or cruel or or insulting, really? Did you just say that? For what reason was that? And I don't know how to come back with that. Also, the third time it's difficult to find what to say is if you have to bring up a hard subject with somebody. And that one is tricky too. And I actually think we did a podcast a while ago on difficult conversations about bringing up subjects that are hard to look at. Today, we're talking about what to say when you don't know what to say. You did a nice job of breaking this up into a couple of different scenarios. You cannot know what to say because you know somebody else is hurting and you simply don't have any idea how to respond. And I know, especially in the case of somebody grieving, my inclination is always to say, what can I do? And so what I've learned is that rather than asking that, just do for them. Just take them food, do their laundry mow their yard, just do life maintenance things. But when it comes to interacting face-to-face, here are some ways that you can respond to them verbally when you don't know what to say. Yeah. You can start by just saying, I'm here. Yes. And sometimes that's all they need. And if you're in the room with them or on the phone with them, just say, I'm here. You don't have to talk. We'll just be here together. And then if they want to talk, you ask, what we call open-ended questions, which are not Mm -hmm. yes or no's, try to get them to share their feelings and listen. Oh my gosh, listen. We've talked about active listening where you hear what somebody else says, you give it back to them in another way with different words, but the same meaning, just be there for them and then encourage them to say a little more. Yes. The questions, when we talk about open-ended questions, start with words like how or what. 
And I suppose you could start with where or when, but those don't really go anywhere. They give you a very definite answer and then they don't help you explore a topic any further. They give you facts. Right. If you start with what can I do? What do you need? They may not know, but you can also do uh, what's it like for you or what's going on for you at the moment. How are you feeling? Mm -hmm. And by taking the time to try to understand a little bit more about what's going on for someone, you're showing that you care and that you're interested, but you also want to be really clear about like, we don't have to talk. Like I'm just here if you want to talk and I really want to hear what you have to say, but there's no expectation that you give me anything right now. Right. Oh, yes. You don't look for or expect anything from them. You're just being nonjudgmental and listening and supporting. And one thing that is really helpful, I know you've done this with friends of yours, is just to take a walk. Or just to call somebody. Because these days, people don't. They Facebook or they text. But I have a friend recently whose dad passed away. And as soon as I heard, I called him. And apparently he said I was the only person in his life who called. Yeah. Personal connection is much more powerful than the card that arrives in the mail a week later or little Facebook frowny face or sad face or, you know, that acknowledges, you know, what happened, but it really doesn't help with what was going on for the person. Yeah. If they do talk to you, summarize and reflect what they're saying, mm-hmm. feedback what you hear. If they say, I, I feel really awful because there's a lot of things I meant to say and I didn't, And you can say, wow, that's really hard. It's difficult to know that you could have said stuff but didn't. And you just have to believe that she knew it anyway because she loved you a lot and she knew you loved her. And Mm -hmm. just feedback that you hear what they're saying. And sometimes that comes down to kind of synthesizing what they're saying. It sounds like maybe you're not sure what to do now, which is okay. You don't have to know what to do now. It shows that you understood what they're saying and where they're coming from. Exactly. And make sure that they know you're there for them. And also give short words of encouragement. Sometimes just letting them know that you're there and they can call you day or night. You will be bugging them. (laughs) (laughs) I have told people, I know you don't know what you need now, but I'm here for anything And I am going to be checking in with you to see if you've figured out something you need done and you're just not into it or whatever, because we are here day and night. And then do it. Don't just say it. Of course, of course, of course. You have to follow up. Be true to your word. Mm -hmm. Just let them know that you care and they're not alone. And they're acknowledged. And it's also okay to be honest. I have a friend who's going through a really hard time. And I don't think a lot of people understand what she's going through. It's very specific to her situation. And I always want to look on the bright side and help her see the positive. And she finally told me the other day, like, it really doesn't help when people say this because it shows me they're not listening to me. And Ah, so what I've learned was I just need to say, I don't know what to say. It's sounds awful. And I'm so sorry that it's awful. And I'm here if you'd like to talk about it. But you're right. I don't understand. Yes. I want you to know that I care and I'm here and you're not alone. And that's it, you know, because you can't fix whatever happened, but you can let them know that they don't have to walk through it by themselves. Yes. And that sometimes can make a big difference to people. Yeah. And then on the flip side, (laughs) (laughs) there's how to respond when someone says something insulting or hurtful or just plain rude for really no reason 
And this goes back to our, are you responding or are you reacting conversation? Exactly. So if you want to respond, this next section applies to you. If you're just reacting, (laughs) then you get what you get. (laughs) Yeah. And you might want to rethink it. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because I'm just going to recap here. When you respond, you take time to take a breath. You think about it. You wait a minute before you say something. When you react, that's what you do if somebody attacks you physically or what. I mean, you just react and you hit back or do whatever. You respond emotionally. Yes. And it's immediate. There's no thought in a reaction. But with a response, you take your time and you detach emotionally and make sure that you set your boundaries so you don't let yourself be abused. Mm -hmm. I have a friend. I think she's a friend. A long time. (laughs) Long time acquaintance who recently has gotten... I think the word is snarky. Yes. I don't know why, and I don't know if she's that way with everybody or just me, but it's very disconcerting when we're having a perfectly good conversation and she'll say something like, well, I don't know why you did that in that kind of tone of voice. It was like, what? Well, because I thought it was the thing to do at the time. It always takes me back for a minute, and I don't even know if she knows she's being like that, Mm -hmm. but it stops me in my tracks. And I'm not going to let her get away with it, but I also don't want to fight with her about it. Right. So I try to be assertive and respectful at the same time. So what does that sound like? She says, I don't know why you did that. I say, because it seemed like the right thing for me to do at the time. And if she wants to pursue that and continue to be critical, then I will say, do you have a problem with that? It had nothing to do with you. Why is it your issue? And, you know, I would put it back on her because... It's not about her. It's something that I did with somebody else at another time. So you've got to be able to communicate assertively and respectfully. Remember, some people won't listen. Right. And if you sense that they're not getting it, just stop. At least that's what I do. Right. And then kind of reevaluate what position that person holds in your life. And that takes us back to the boundaries episode, yes. which is, do you want somebody who is continually lobbing barbs your direction to be in your life if they're not willing to listen to you or change that behavior? I think it's really important to note when you say, I just kind of put it back on her, the tone of voice is of huge importance here. Because if you say it in an unemotional way, which is Because that's what felt right to me. Why are you taking issue with that? Yes. Versus, because that's what felt right to me. Why are you taking issue with that? Exactly. Very different. Yeah. Tone of voice makes a big difference. That that nonverbal stuff, nonverbal communication is really powerful. Somebody says something and you suddenly cross your arms in front of you and glare at them, then make your comeback in an aggressive tone. You're going to have a fight on your hands. Yeah. But if you sit, pay attention where your arms are, don't do that boundary thing with crossing in front of you. Continue to keep your face relatively calm, neutral, good word. Speak in I statements. I feel attacked when. Yes. Or I do what works for me. Thank you very much. Yeah. Things like that instead of what the heck's wrong with you. You know? That doesn't work real well if you want to keep somebody around. If the person continues to be like that, you, like you said, you might want to question why they're in your life. And if the situation you're in at the moment, the conversation gets uncomfortable, you can always just say, you know, we need to stop this or I'm going to leave. And then if they continue, leave. Right. You can always leave. Yeah. 
So now, I, I would very much like to have this conversation with you when we can both do it in a respectful manner. I'm going to leave. And then when you feel like you want to resume the conversation, let me know. Perfect. That's beautiful. Nice job. So much easier to do now. Than when, <laughs> when nobody's doing it to you. Yes. When nobody's being awful. Yeah. Yes. But it is important to remember how to respond if somebody is being hurtful. And you also need to determine if they meant to be hurtful yes. or if they're just coming from some other place. Maybe they're having a terrible day and they just can't be gentle and kind right now. And so you also have to be aware of where they're coming from. And if it happens a lot, like in the case with your friend who may or may not know she's even doing it, I mean, she continues to show an interest in having the friendship. There must be some fondness there. So if you decide to sit down and have the conversation with her and just bring it up out of the blue, what does that look like? Well, then you start with, the goal in mind, which is to clarify what is going on with your relationship mm-hmm. and what do you want to get out of this conversation. And then try to understand the other person's perspective. You start with I statements and say, I'm not sure if you're aware, but I feel that our relationship recently has been a little more contentious and I'm not sure why. Would you tell me how you're feeling about our friendship? That's an open ended question. That's beautiful because saying, I don't know if you're aware, but you've been treating me a certain way is saying the same thing only differently and could be taken totally differently. It would put the other person on the defensive. But saying our relationship seems to have changed doesn't put any blame anywhere. Exactly. And that's what you want to do if you really want to have a productive conversation is to not blame anybody. Just say, this is the situation as I see it. How do you see it? And then go from there and then clarify what you're hearing. Mm -hmm. They may say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that at all. I've been having a really hard time at home right now. And I guess I'm a little short. I'm sorry. That'd be great if they said that. Or they may say, yeah, you're irritating the heck out of me. (laughs) And I'm just trying to get you to straighten up. It's like, oh, okay, well, that's a whole different thing. And so we'll discuss that. And it's important to choose the right time and place. You know, this is not a conversation you want to have at work. This is not a conversation you want to have in front of other people. It's also like my inclination is always to sit down and have a one-on-one and that never goes well. I find that the conversations that are most productive tend to come when like we're doing something together and then you just bring it up sort of offhand. Like if I need to chat with my husband about something, sometimes I'll do it while we're driving somewhere so we don't have to sit and have intense eye conversation or eye contact. um, contact. Like with my stepdaughter, if we go shopping or, you know, do some kind of an activity together that gives us something to focus on while we're having conversations that could be a little harder because a lot of people don't want to just sit down and look at you and talk about difficult things. Right. Back when we were talking about people who have had a loss or a trauma and I suggested taking a walk, there's something really therapeutic about just walking. Mm Mm-hmm outdoors together. You don't have to be looking at each other, but you're doing an activity together. And it's very powerful to do that. And it's Mm -hmm. a lot of great conversations happen while you're just walking. And stay focused. It can be easy to get sidetracked. It can be easy to bring in other issues. 
you know, and then you wind up fighting about the kitchen sink. <laughs> right. You know, stay focused on the one thing that you're really interested in addressing. And then if there are others, you know, you can deal with them later. Or if they're all tied to a bigger thing, maybe talk about that instead. Yeah. Just express your thoughts and feelings and own them. And don't use a lot of you statements. You don't say you do this and you do that because that instantly puts people on the defensive. And it's okay if the other person doesn't agree with you. You have to respect their right to have another opinion, but find out if they want to find a solution so you can continue with the relationship. And the two of you together can brainstorm to find common ground. I like to go back to the it's okay for the other person to have a differing opinion as long as they're respectful. Absolutely. It's okay for them to think they want to treat you poorly. That's their right to think that. But are you going <laughs> to allow that? Oh, heck no. No. So, yeah, it's okay to say, well, I respect the fact that you, for some reason, feel like you don't have to treat me like an equal in this relationship, but I am not okay with that. So right. then I think maybe we should not be in this relationship. Yes, <laughs> like, you know? exactly. Yeah, right. Oh, yes. You've got to set your boundaries. Yes. Always. And if you think that you have come to an agreement one way or the other, then it's always good a couple of days later to follow up and clarify what you've agreed on and make sure you're moving ahead in the same direction. And it may mean that you're moving ahead together in the relationship, or it may mean that you're moving in different directions and that's fine mm -hmm. too, but clarify it because in the moment, Things might be agreed on that when you give it more thought, you don't want to go that way. Or you just forget the relationship yeah. has been such for so long that there's a habit there and it doesn't change as quickly as, as the conversation might indicate you need it to. Exactly. Plus, I've also found that it can really help to just be grateful if I have a conversation with my husband and he says, hey, I really need this, and then we move forward, and a few days later, I've been making a concerted effort, it's really nice for him to say, hey, I've really noticed that you've been making those changes we talked about, and I really appreciate it, and it feels really good. Absolutely. And that's also an incentive to the other person to keep them doing it. Mm -hmm. If you notice that they are doing what you ask them to do, and you don't acknowledge it a few days later, and they'll think, well, heck, you know, they didn't really want it because they're mm -hmm. not even noticing I'm doing it. So acknowledgement and appreciation, we're back to appreciation, are always important in every relationship. Absolutely. Did we cover it all? I think we did. We three different times when it is difficult to know what to say. And I hope that our listeners can gain something from this discussion and be able to navigate those hard conversations a little easier because of it. Yes. I think I'll wrap us up. I think you should. <laughs> so when someone is dealing with a loss or some kind of trauma, there are many things you can do to support them. Uh, you can ask open-ended questions and listen, listen, listen. Also summarize and reflect back what you're hearing them say and give words of encouragement. Let them know you care and are there for them. When someone says something negative or attacking, there are also several things you can do. First, take a deep breath and emotionally detach. Make sure you set your boundaries so you won't be abused and give yourself permission to leave if you feel uncomfortable. Communicate in an assertive yet respectful way. And when you need to bring up a difficult subject with someone, you need to start with a goal in mind. Ask open-ended questions and really listen to their answers and try to understand their perspective. Always remember that if both parties want to work things out in any of these conversations, you can do it. 
If both don't want to, it will not happen. So take care of yourself and leave. Always. Always. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Shannon. And thank you to our listeners. We love taking this podcast journey with you. We do. And we love hearing from you too. So please continue to share your stories about self-esteem and personal power and how they've affected your life. And also please continue to send us any topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. It's a whole lot of fun to talk about subjects that we know you want to hear about. If you have the inclination, we'd love it if you wanted to review our podcast and you can do that wherever you stream, or you can just talk to us directly by visiting yourpersonalpowerpod.com, clicking contact and dropping us an email. And if you want to learn about coaching, talk to Sandy. She can help you there, and it truly can change your life. You can contact her at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. We look forward, as always, to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.